This is the Hop Podcast. There's only so many things I can say, uh, you know, before giving anything away. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, flexibility does matter in every sport. Yeah. This is episode three of the Hop Podcast. My name is James Hopkin, and this episode we interview Emily Pross. I sat down at Newton's 2017, that's in February in 2017, with Emily. We're in the ASRA headquarters on Mount Panorama, and we chat. This uh, I've been sitting on this interview for a while. It was supposed to be a blog post, but Emily and I talk for an hour and a half, so there's a lot of information here. It's probably too much for a blog post. So it's going to make a good podcast. Now, a couple of notes here. The audio is not that great. At the start of the interview, from a lot of the interview, we are in a busy lounge room. So you can hear the Ezra crew in the background. They're laughing and carrying on. It's basically, they are celebrating the end of Newton's, a successful relaunch of Newton's. We hadn't done it for about three, four years, so... There's a bit of excitement in the background. Everyone's uh, debriefing. And Emily and I are sitting on a couch and we just start talking. And it's a great interview. You're really going to like it. The other thing I want to say is that it's broken up into two parts. So you'll hear that the audio does cut out and then I come back and say, you know, this is part two. So we had a few uh, audio difficulties there. Uh, I think it's worth persisting with this podcast, even if you don't like the audio quality. The content is excellent. And the other thing I'll say is a large part of this interview, or a lot of it we talk about Emily's goals and how she is working towards winning a open downhill event. And, uh, we, you know, she's that is a major goal of hers, and we talk about it quite a bit. In this interview, this was done in February, and Emily did do that in April this year. She won the North Carolina Downhill uh, Mount Jefferson race and became the first woman to ever win an open downhill event. And uh, congratulations to Emily. I know she'll think that that's not the end goal. I'm sure she'll say that it's just a stepping stone for her to do even better in uh, World Cup and World Cup qualifier events. So, okay, having said all that, remember this was, uh, this interview is, you know, six, eight months old, so some of the information might be uh, out, but it is a, um, for historical purposes, it's correct for its time. We talk about her sponsors, I don't know if they're all up to date, whether she still has the same sponsors, but... This was as of February 2017, and you're just going to love this interview. Like, we talk about how she sets up her boards, how she trains, how what she's done in the off-season that gave her the biggest gains for the next racing season. Things that competitors don't normally talk about, especially racers. You know, they keep a few guarded secrets, and I do hit a, a one raw sort of a spot where Emily shuts down and doesn't want to talk about some of the training that she's doing, 
which is interesting. You might be able to read into that what she finds, you know, might be some things that part of her training that she finds gives her uh, good results that she didn't want to share. But overall, this is an amazing interview and it's very relevant, not just for women in downhill. Everyone's going to get something out of this because Emily, she is one of the smaller skaters on the on the circuit. I'm not saying that she's tiny, but, you know, this downhill sport's broken up into, uh, you know, two types of skaters, the large skater and the small skater. We talk about this a lot in the interview. And for young girls, young men getting into downhill, you'll find that a lot of what Emily's doing, you can apply to your skating, to your skills to help you improve so this interview has something for everyone so let's get on with it emily prost yeah age name rank zero number where are we in the idf um well right now i don't know i didn't (laughs) i didn't get a chance to see the official but 2016 uh 2016 i was seventh overall in open and um uh, I was first in women's, went undefeated. And so is that your highest ranking in the Open, seventh? Yeah, yeah. What was it before that? Uh, I think like 26th, 25th. So that's a big improvement. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that because he did more runs? Like more races, do you I, think? I think I just... Probably because I made, like, in... In 2015, I didn't really make the quarters that much. Like, you know, I was always out in the second round, and maybe once I made the quarters. But in 2016, I made the quarters, like, consistently. So that's So what did you do different from 2015 to 2016? Um, I think I, you know, I just got more racing experience. I got better on my board. You know, I I was able to progress. Do you think it's just experience, or do you think... Like a little bit has to do with that, you know. Also, physicality as well as strategy. You know, you, ha- you know, racing is all, as much as a mental game as is a physical game. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of. Well, we talked about it tonight, and I almost did it. I have this. I've got this blog post of the three things you need when you're racing to win, and one of them is patience. And we talked a little bit about patience. Yeah. It's like there's, it's, I've seen so many people on this hill, especially people like uh, Misho in mm-hmm. particular. He came back a few times. Like, I mean, he, he, the first time he came, he bombed. I think he got knocked out in like the first heat. That was oh. before there was repper charges and stuff. But uh, the last, the, when he won it here, he was just so patient, just, just pouncing on like, you know the best opportunities yeah, yeah and particularly just coming around forest and then just pouncing you know what i mean yeah. and going for it um yeah i think patience is the things okay so you are 20 years old yep 20 racing for how long um i started in 2013 so 2013 four years four yeah. years are we going to talk about how you got into racing um, by mistake. Uh, well, actually, no. I got into downhill skating by mistake, like longboarding and, yeah. and you know all that stuff. But racing, you know, I was just, you know, I was into the free riding, and then, you know, and then you know, it was first things first, you know, I had some local kids who raced, so then you know I got into it, and you know, sponsor pushed it as well. At the time, you know, I rode for original, and then, you know, things, 
you know, worked out. Yeah. And, and I won my first race, which also helped too. So, yeah, that helped the uh, confidence for sure. Do you remember your first race? Oh, yeah, I remember my first race, yeah, for Where sure. Where was your first race? Uh, it was at uh, Wyndham Mountain, New York. I love Downhill Part 2. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> and you, what did you place? I placed first in women's, yeah. I only you raced women's at the time, not open or anything else. So I won my first race, yeah. Have you lost a race? Yes. You've lost a race? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am. So I'm, I, I've seen you yeah. just dominate, like, last year. So w- what races have you... Let's talk about the losses. What, what races have you lost? So, um, I mean, you went through 2015 undefeated. No, 2016. 16. Yeah. What about 2015? Um, I lost one, I believe. If I'm, no, I lost two in 2015. That's because, you know, I fell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Burke, I fell. Um, Burke Mountain's a really crazy track. Definitely yeah. glad it's a free ride, not a race again. <laughs> um, it, it's it's really, it's a, ple- you know, it's it's challenging to go down, which makes it fun, but in Burke. But, you know, when it races it, it's just too hectic. So I'm really glad, you know, uh, Mike Gerard took that over and is making that event, you know, a free ride. But, um, yeah, I hit a bump in the apex of a corner and then just freaking fell and then, you know, Marie beat me, which is cool. Like, you know, Marie and I are buddies, so I was glad she beat me, you know. Glad, glad I lost to a friend, which is good. Um, and then uh, I fell at Pike's Peak off the push. Smack, smack, like just freaking scorpion, man. Like it was, yeah. It was, was that bad. an altitude thing? Do you think? No, no. I was just, you know, I was playing around with some foot insert soles from Foothill Pediatric, oh, excuse me, uh, orthotics, and I think that kind of messed me up because the guy told me he's like, yeah, it's like I wouldn't race with them. I was like, no, I, I think I want to though, and that, that's what that's what kind of screwed me up there because I wasn't used to, uh, you know, the foot inserts. So yeah. So you. And uh, so you started in 2013. So what did 2014 look like? Can you remember back um, then? Yeah, I remember 14. Yeah, uh, I just stayed in North America. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, that was when Elena was around. Um, you start, I raced Elena for the first time at Maryhill. Um, I came in fourth. Um, and then raced Elena again up at Whistler the next weekend, and I came in second, so it was creeping closer and closer. And then there was a, you know, there was a bit of a break from, you know, her and I racing. She went to Europe, you know, I stayed in North America. Um, you know, just skated around, did my thing, you know, just hang, hung out with friends, you know, really worked on my tough, because, you know, I don't like being beat. I've been a, you know, I'm a competitor, I'm a very competitive person, I have been all my life, so I don't like to lose. So when I, when I lose, I see a problem and I, I correct it. So I, I was, I got beat twice by her. I don't, you know, I've never, up until I met Elena in a race, I've never gotten beat. You know, I've always won my races on the east, eastern side of the U.S., you know, in the local scene. So, you know, I was like, man, I, you know, I want to win. I want to beat her. So then we met again, uh, Labor Day weekends, which is a U.S. holiday in September. It's so the first weekend in September. We met for the Acme Extreme Downhill. That was the uh, first time the race was an IDF event, second year. Uh, that's also my home turf. <laughs> that's the hill I learned to downhill skateboard on. So that was uh, that was fun. Um, everyone was really looking forward to that race because I. that was also the first year Killington happened a few weeks before. And I made it to the quarterfinals in Killington for my first time ever. Oh, like, right. Yeah. But I screwed that up because I fell. 
<laughs> but yeah, so you know, I, I improved a lot and I was really surprised at my progression. And then, you know, I was obviously nervous when Elena was coming to the East Coast, you know, my home turf, because there was a lot of pressure on me because, you know, I need to defend my home turf. So when she came, you know, I ended up beating her and she seemed very shocked that, you know, <laughs> Just just in June and beginning of July, you know, I lost to her, like, con- with a considerable gap. And then, you know, come September, like, you know, I beat her by a considerable gap. So yeah, she was yeah. very surprised by that. And then the next weekend, we went to Pikes Peak, and then I beat her again. And she was very taken aback by that. I could definitely tell. Um She's probably surprised. I was surprised too at how quickly I progressed too. I, you know, I was not expecting myself to progress that quick. It was only, you know, July, August, September. It was only two months. So I was, I was surprised myself. So, um, yeah, that that was my 2014 season. Just you know, a lot of progression real fast. You know, at the snap of the finger. So, you know, I surprised myself and everyone else on the scene, of course. So it was cool. And. Just from listening to some of the things, you know, you're trying orthotics early on, there's definitely, you're, you're doing stuff to improve. You're oh, thinking yeah. about it, you're, you're experimenting with All stuff. Yep. So what have, you, what have you changed in 2016? What, do you, what are some of the stuff you're doing? Are you like, so you're working on your diet, you're working on your physicality, like your strength, your... Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, more so working, toning, like, honing in, dialing in my diet and my workout regime in 20, like, 2016, 2017, like, from then to now. Um, but 2016, you know, I just, I just worked harder in the gym. That's, that's what I did, you know, I just, cause, you know, I just, I want to win open, that's the main goal, and, you know, like, I, like, before... In when I lost to Elena twice in a row, you know I I don't like losing, and that's why I work really hard because I want to be able to win an open event. You know I, I love racing an open. I do well uh, up until the quarters, and I always get out. But you know I want to change that. I want to be able to make it to the semis consistently. You know, all that good stuff. You think you can win an open? I think I can do it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I left out of my training was riding a skateboard over the 2016-2017 uh, break. But the problem with that is, you know, Jersey doesn't have a very good downhill scene. Um, there's also not a lot of good downhill hills. Um, you know, most of the runs we have are just a straight little shoot, and then that's it. You know, it's only good for a session, not a downhill uh, run. So, you know, the closest downhill run to me is 45 minutes, you know, the act where they held the race. Uh, IDF race last year in New York, Port Jervis, and then, you know, the other closest run is two and a half hours away in, you know, Reading, Pennsylvania, so I really don't have much to work with, so I got, if I want to improve, I got to fly myself out of places, out to places, or when I go to a race, take advantage of practice as much as I can, so I'm at a bit of a disadvantage living on the East Coast, but, you know, you got to compensate for it somehow. Do you think about, like, your races is that also a part of it do you go back over what hills you've done what events and all that sort of stuff is that part of like you're improving oh yeah i like to watch myself race um you know because then i can see and pick apart my own you know because it's easy to pick apart other people but it's hard to pick apart yourself because you can't watch yourself race unless you have a full video of it so you know i like to watch myself race and pick apart myself and you know and like make little improvements you know the 
heat from last year at Ruapeyu, uh, the race heat that uh, I think Crunchy got on the YouTube channel. I don't know. C Callum, Callum was filming. Callum the Kiwi was filming. Um, and I tell you that that video haunts me because you know I made a one little move, you know one little mistake on Jevons. I I should have went instead of going left. I should have went right because there was a little space, and then, and then I would have had the apex and possibly would have beaten also Max Ballesteros as well. But you know that obviously didn't work out. But, um, and then, you know, also at Killington, you know, when I'm, I got, you know, when Zach and I tangled up, you know, there's, I watched that and it haunts me because I would have made the finals. And that's the main goal. And it just, it haunts me. <laughs> and it just, it drives me more. You have no idea how much it haunts me. It really does. So, I mean, okay. Is it fair to say that the, the, the racing worlds split between the big boys or the bigger the bigger units and the smaller units in racing like there's some people you're never going to be like the size of a delure or a big skater yeah, so you need your smarts yeah, it's all absolutely. about strategy i mean you have to be like you have to be smarter on the hill, is that right? Absolutely, yeah. It's all about, you know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's all about exploiting those strengths and weaknesses and taking advantage of your strengths and also taking advantage of your opponent's weaknesses. So, you know, you know, big guys definitely do excel on certain courses, and then there's also courses where little guys excel. So, you know, it's all about finding the right balance and the right racing strategy in order to exploit those strengths and weaknesses in both yourself so and the opponent. You've had, like, you, you mentioned a couple like bad choices oh yeah are there lots of good choices i think so yeah i mean you know i mean last there's year. like how fast are we talking it's like is it like is what I, I suppose what i'm trying to say is or think of is is it like you're trying to train sort of like an instinct that you know because it must be happening yeah. in microseconds it, it does uh, that's one of the things I like about racing is you know it happens in microseconds that's why I like driving I mean is it are, are you do you are you trying to become a robot or is it like more of you you're just you've got two choices and you just got to think of I wouldn't say becoming a robot just becoming a master at split second decisions yeah, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just be, and do you think the comes into I mean if you're going down do you think you're thinking okay are you thinking of past things or only of what you've been doing on the hill that day um when I line up on the start line I think about training and my past experiences that's it and then once the gun goes off my mind shuts down so it's just all instinct. It's more so just developing the muscle memory, and also your brain is a muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your your mind. So it's also you know developing your mind's memory as well, because you know you have muscle memory, you also have memory in your mind. So it's mm. also tapping into that quick memory to make a quick split second. Decision. And do you think that's part of that experience? You I know, you're so. talking about experience. I, I have more experience. I'm doing well, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that has to do with it. But you know, also, you know, that's one of the reasons what what I left out. Over the off season this year is, you know, I didn't spend that much time on the board, but I also couldn't because I got school, and yeah. you know, the winter and the roads aren't that great in Jersey. Yeah. So I definitely gotta gotta get more uh, experience on my board, and also skating closely with other people if I want to develop my racing uh, split second decision ability. Do you think you can fake that? Fake it? Yeah, like no. like a uh, sort of like um. You know, like uh, like a balance board or something like that. Like oh, like uh, make like an artificial environment. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh, well, aren't you into that sort of thing? I guess I could, like, with video games, but, you know, video games is a lot different than, like, real yeah. world, because then you have the injury factor come into play in the back of your mind, you know, like, you, you know... You have your safety feature on your mind, if you know what I mean. So, you know, every, there's so many different, you know, even with training for Newton's Nation, I played a lot of Forza Motorsport 5. Coming to the track, it's a totally different ball game. You know, you could just take all that training and, you know, it, it's basically wasted time. Yeah. You know, because it's totally different virtual reality and, you know, downhill skateboarding, you know, in real life. So, take me through a... Take me through, like, well, let's just use Newtons as an example. So how do you prepare, and I'm only talking, like, you arrive here, mm-hmm. you, you walk the track or you see the track, mm-hmm. what do you do? When I what walk you, the track. Well, what are, you, what are you looking for when you're going through? I mean, you're lo- are the corners the most... Is that what you're looking at, the corners? You're not yeah. worried about straights? Are you worried about start lines or starting, um, or is it all about the corners? Well, I'm worried about my start line. That's, you know, I, I worked on my start a lot because my start has been a big weakness and it was a big weakness in 2016. Yeah. And again, that all leads back to, you know, hone, you know, d- making sure I don't have any weaknesses and, expo- you know, all that stuff that we talked about before. But, um, you know, when I walk the track, I'm, I'm mainly looking at like, the type of turn I'm looking at. Is it an increasing radius turn? Is it a decreasing radius turn? You know, what lines I need to hit? Everything else. That's more so what I'm worried about. I'm not thinking about radius drives. I'm thinking about lines. Yeah, yeah. And line. How many different right. lines I could take. Right. Yeah. And has that got to do with speed as well? Uh, not so much. Not so much? Um, you know, you So don't... you can take the, all those, like, things at the same sort of speed? Yeah, I mean, you don't really think about the speed when you're walking the track. It's more so the lines. You start thinking about the speed when you're on the board going down the hill, and it's like, oh, snap. So, <laughs> you know, it's, that's it's just how it is. You know, once you're on the board, you realize the severity of the speed. And looking at Forest Elbow on Newton's, did you find the line, or did you have to skate the hill to find the line? I had to see it to hill the fun line because when I looked at Forest Elbow, I saw three different apexes. Um, I saw an early one, a middle one, and a late one. Um, and the early one never worked. <laughs> um, you know, Newton's was all about being patient, and I was very surprised at how quickly you accelerate. You know, like what. I learned my lesson with Angie's, but I didn't learn it with I didn't learn it again once with Newton's. You know, it's it's a whole different ball game. Like the road is a lot more intense and a lot faster in person than it is on video. You know, the video never does it justice to show the gnarliness of the track, and Newton's is definitely gnarly. I mean, this is my sixth Newton's, and just arriving on the track, I haven't been here for a few years, and driving the track for the first time, I just did a lap and I went. I don't remember it being like this, yeah. Steve. It yeah. really takes your breath away, like especially when you do that dipper and S's. Yeah. It just oh, is, oh, yeah. it's almost like a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, the dipper is my favorite part because, you know, it exactly was a roller coaster. You know, you go in and it just it spits you out. It's great. And but, yeah. did the wind affect you? There was a few riders saying that they were getting like uh-huh. a little bit light in the dipper and so forth with the see I, I like that. <laughs> that that's the whole thing what I liked about dipper is just feeling that lightness that you know that's that's just the beauty of just you know hitting the corner right is getting that weightlessness you know but yeah I was more so like to me the elbow was a bit of a hard time because I'm a very like I need to get things done 
now I'm very fast when it comes to it, but you know that's why it was hard for me to take the elbow and figure out the elbow because you had to be very patient. Mm. And I'm not a patient person when it comes to racing. Like when I race, I want to go now. Things need to happen now, and that's that was very hard for me to digest. That's why at least I got some time. Uh, I spent some time in California on GMR. You know, GMR is a grip course. You have to be patient with the lines there as well. So I think doing that helped me. It it helped me a little bit, but you know, I still have that mentality of no, now, 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 now. So you know, I don't think that's ever going to leave me, unfortunately. And so I'm going to do like little details and so forth, but how? Are you going to win and open? Like, like, is it just picking your moment, or is it you're still working on your? Um, you're working on something. I don't know how I'm going to win open because I've never done it before, yeah. honestly. So that's going to come with time. Um, you know, are you do you like? Um, I know when like Jacko started his downhill at Newtons mm-hmm. and he learnt this hill following older riders and more experienced riders. Do you do that sort of thing? Like, I'm not saying like you're like. You're, I mean, you're like at the top of your game, but do you still follow, like, watch other skaters? Yeah, I do, but not more so to learn, more so to gain confidence in my own riding. Because I sell myself short a lot, because that helps me feel the fire. You know, it, if, if you think you're the best, then all of a sudden you're not the best, because then you, you tone back your training, you tone back your, your aggressiveness, you know. So I always sell myself short to keep myself on top, like to keep myself hungry. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I just, I follow the top riders for confidence. If I can keep up with them, then, you know, I know it's going to be a good race. But when it comes to racing, I take every heat at a time. I don't think about one heat before one happens. I take every heat at a time. The only time I think about one heat before it happens is when I see the brackets. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, well, if I make it through this round, then I'm going to may see this person in this round. So, okay. So that's the only time. But when on race day, I take one heat at a time. You know, just take it as it goes. Roll with the punches. And do you think you lose races because of mistakes or just it just didn't happen or there was just like the opportunity didn't come up? Um, I think more so mistakes. Um, I, you know, there's always a chance for one to do well in a race. You know, it's just always mistakes, you know. Like last year, you know, big mistake for me was my push. Um, mm. I think there was a good improvement I saw in Newton's this year on my push, but, you know, of course... My favorite model, there's always room for improvement. So I'm mm. still going to improve on every aspect. You know, my cornering, my push, my tuck, everything. I'm always improving. Your tuck can be improved? I think it can, yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it can. There's always room for improvement, Hop. There's always room for improvement. Oh, man. I was looking at it today <laughs> yeah. just thinking, it's like some sort of, like, outer space spaceship going through space sort of thing you know yeah. like this like it's like the the raindrop sort of like going through. yeah so the definitely helps <laughs> the so do you film yourself in a tuck uh, would you sit would you like get out the like a camera and like look at your tuck I mean or would you look in your tuck in the mirror or something I, I do I, I also have like you know like a friend take a photo of me in my tuck so I could like look and see what I need to do yeah and then like you know also I only say these things because uh, that I borrowed my camera once and when I got it back like the first like five minutes is him 
filming his tuck oh. <laughs> in his lounge room, <laughs> which for me was fascinating. I was like, oh, right. he's like, he's like, like you know, he's yeah. he's filming his tuck. He's looking at himself. You know, I don't know if he's drawing lines. Or, uh, would you would you go in a like? Would you go and? I mean, if you had the opportunity to go in a wind tunnel and stuff, would you do something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, but again... I mean, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I would love to see that. But, yeah. Would you be able to replicate it, though? As in, like, uh, you know, do you think you can feel where you are in your tuck? Yeah, like, I mean, the thing that's hard is that I feel like I have a different tuck out of every corner because my foot okay. position moves with how I corner. Like, I, I always make little, like, tweaks to my front foot depending on the really? corner yeah like I always make little movements and if you watch in you know videos and you watch people's feet you know especially at Mariel you see people move their feet for every oh, yeah, corner oh yeah, yeah 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 so you know my, they I, set it up I yeah. kind of have a different like foot position out of every corner so it's all about finding Does you gri- do you have different grip tape or it's just straight grip what do you mean? Oh, like, would you have like uh, less grip in some parts of your thing? Oh no, I need I need grip. You need grip. I need grip, but only where I stand. Because if you look at my board, I have such a small stance, and the whole back has no grip. But you know, <laughs> that's just how it is. You know, I have such a small stance, but yeah, I have full grip on my board. Yeah, and I have a foam wedge too. So you know, ergonomics. Because when I was without the wedge, I'd strain my calf, pressing my back heel down flat. So now I have the foam wedge, so so I don't have to expend. Did as you much make energy. that? No, I got it off of a, a slalom. Got it from a slalom w- skating website. Yeah, because apparently the slalom guys like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I like the wedge. I think it works. I think it fits. What's the pocket well. pistols one are you using? The what? Is it pocket pistols? I'm not sure. I'm oh, not okay. sure. It's just just a piece of foam. It was just foam. a pound. Yeah, piece I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it works. It works. It yeah, does yeah, the yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. So golfers sometimes just redo their swing or they'll change something you know like their putting or something like yeah. I mean would you go to the extreme of like changing your stance or something like that I mean that would take some I've, I've experimented with that and it just it doesn't work for me doesn't it, work it doesn't work I can't. doesn't feel comfortable it's <laughs> it, it's not comfortable and I don't feel it I can't get as low if my stance is longer or you know I've, I've, I think I found the perfect medium with my stance I think the only thing I need to prove is like where I keep my arms you know keeping my shoulders straight through corners and also adjusting my tuck with how my stance adjusts through corners as well that's what I, I have to hone in on for sure did you could you tuck Newtons Alex Charlson did just not Jacko said elbow. he did Jacko said he could tuck it well, I mean, define tucking. To me, yeah, tucking, oh yeah, okay. yeah, tucking, tucking is, you know, being full-on square shoulders, not like, oh, oh okay. my hands are behind my back through the corner. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. you're not tucking, yeah. you know. Um, but Alex Chelson is a freak with a tuck. Yeah, he, he's very good. He's defi- That's definitely something I need to aspire to, for sure. Yeah, just he, one leg. Yeah, just, I don't know how he does it. How does he do it? I have no idea. He's He's a... He's, Do you think it's just, he just figured some- something out? He figured something out, but um, yeah, he t- I, I took a run with him, watched him, and he tucked through the right, tucked through the dipper, like full on, like square shoulders tuck. You know, he didn't do the, like the lazy, like oh, I'm tucking, my hands are behind my back. It's like no, bro, that's not tucking. That's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, he uh, he definitely figured something out for sure. Yeah. yeah, I definitely have to try and figure out what he figured out. 
We didn't go through your sponsors. Let's do the sponsors. Okay. Okay. All right. So you've changed boards. Yes, change boards from change Moonshine. Board. I ride for IXO boards now. Uh, Pedro out of Spain does good work. I'm really proud of my setup right now. And is that a standard board? Oh uh, yeah, it's a standard. Uh, it's the IXO SK06. Okay, so we've got the board. Rad wheels. Rad wheels, yeah, rad wheels. What are you riding? Uh, I, right now, I'm sticking with the Max Bell Services. Um, you know, very it's, it's popular a, at the moment. It's because new urethane compound with rad. Um, you know, it's it rolls a lot faster and straight than the other wheels, and I've yeah. experienced that myself in a few races. So, sticking with the Maxes for now, yeah, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah, they they nailed it on that wheel. Oh yeah. The uh, trucks. Rona trucks for sure. Uh, I like to ride narrow trucks. Max Caps turned me on to that. Um, I Why? Ref- I just I feel like it fits my my riding style better. Um, so does that mean you need to narrow a board? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's a point where the board's a bit too wide, and also you know, I got small feet. Um, I am a girl, contrary to popular belief. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, it is you know, just a narrow board also works with my feet as well as my trucks. You know, since I need a narrow board for my feet, might as well go narrow with the trucks. You know, to match the narrow board because you know, if if you have wide trucks and a narrow board, you know, you're not going to get any leverage. And you know, also the same goes for if you have a wide, too wide of a board with narrow trucks, you can't really get any leverage, or you have too much leverage and it's mm. very uncomfortable to ride on. Mm. So it's all about finding happy medium. Hmm. What's your worst crash? Worst crash. So yeah. Um, was it racing or was it free? No, riding it was free riding. Uh, free riding. Uh, not necessarily stamp size, but free riding. Sending it. I was filming out with uh, G Form out in North Carolina, down on a fun hill that Paradise, which got blown now, so you can't skate Paradise anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, so I was sending it to the big righty at Paradise, and I figured, oh, I can totally get through this corner with one slide. No, it didn't work. Um, and I just freaking... The weird part about Paradise is the uh, drainage banks, like, you know, where they have curbs. It's like a little ski ramp. That's a cement ski ramp that the water fits in, so it's like a U-shape. So I went in there, and it launched me. And on the other side of the uh, right of, of that curb was a nice cliff. And then I just uh, just fell 23 feet down a cliff and what? Wrapped, yeah, wrapped myself uh, around down the cliff. Yeah, wrapped myself around a tree and no. Yeah, I was fine though. Believe it or not, I don't know how that happened, but I was fine. I I was feeling it after the crash. I didn't really skate that much that day because I was fighting the pain. But uh, yeah. Was... What about racing? What's your worst crash? Um... Have you ever been injured in a race that you can't keep going? Even if I can't keep going, I force myself to. Okay. Because especially if it's in a foreign country, because one, I paid all that money to get there, yeah. and I'm not wasting the opportunity. I, I don't like to waste opportunities. But I had a bad crash before a race, if that counts. Uh, Whistler 2015, um, I was filming with uh, Nate Blackburn at a local hill, and I went off an embankment. Uh, in, into a rock ditch at like 50 miles an hour which I guess is like what 80 80 Ks yeah and that wasn't fun I like smashed up my back could barely walk could barely breathe uh, and uh, oh god it was very painful I raced Whistler thankfully it rained so I didn't have to really put that much pressure on my back uh, and my feet 
with sliding, and I ended up making it the, in the quarters at Whistler, and also won the women's heat. So, <laughs> yeah, even when I'm injured, I've 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 pushed through the pain. It's not necessarily good for my body, but you know that's. So is that something you consider if you going to a race such as Newton's? Maybe I shouldn't free ride before or no. I, I did. I did some uh, skating with Jacko and the crew um, before we came, but you know, I took it very easy. Yeah. Because I, I did get hit by a car once. I wrapped myself around a tire, and it's not fun. So when I skate open roads, I do take it very easy because I don't want that to happen again. Because it could happen again and possibly worse. Mm. And okay, so where are we up to? So we've done the we've done the board, mm-hmm. we've done the trucks, we've done the wheels. Bearings? Bearings, yeah. I ride for a Hondor. Really? Yeah, Hon- Hondor. They make... And their grip? Oh. Grip mean, tape? Do you grip do their grip tape? Um, what I, grip tape do you I, use? I'm supposed to ride for Gangster, but I keep asking for grip, and they don't give it, and Hondor's stoked, so I, I ride Hondor grip for the moment, yeah. Okay. The, the, it's good grip. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, ha- I haven't it's seen it. Gritty. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it, good reports from It's it. gritty, yeah. I do you like use it. their bolts? Do you want to open it? You know they have those. They have the. Do they have those fancy bolts or the the so like the U shaped bolts? Oh uh, no, I, I, I don't. Oh, I don't, maybe that's a different brand. That might be Rogers Brothers. Rogers Brothers. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I uh, maybe. no, I don't use those. I like to, um, I like to give make myself more work. I guess you can say, and I have to screw every nut in. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you set your board for the hill? Okay, you come to Newtons. Do you change anything um, on your setup? So I, you do the first run, do you go, I maybe I should have different bushings? I did have to do that for Newton's. Um, I set up my board for a grip course like Mary Hill. Uh, but Newton's is, it's grip like Mary Hill, but it's not like, like Mary Hill in terms of speed. Yeah. So I had to change up my setup like that. So I went back to my regular setup that I would use if I was on a sliding course with speed. So I had to change that up. And bushings? Bushings, I ride Ronin factory bushings. Um, I really okay. don't... The only time I changed my bushings was for top speed and also Killington. And all I did was do put like a slightly harder Duro in the back. Other than that, I ride really soft bushings. Really? Yeah, my setup, all the guys who stand up, I set up, they tell me I'm crazy. Because it's so loose and it's so my stance is so small, they tell me I'm crazy. But it works for me, so, you know. <laughs> so do you think that... Is that how you learn how to skate? Or is that just just you well i learned how to skate through riding other people's setups they'd stand on my board and be like oh you should ride like this you know i one of the reasons why i think i've done well in the past few years because i'm riding you know my setup not someone else's setup yeah yeah so you okay. know I'm just, i just take you know advice from people and then just make it my own you know it's kind of what i do with everything like when i cook i take someone's recipe and make it my own and that's kind of what it is with making your own setup you know, there is a, there's a set recipe on how to make a skateboard setup. It's all about doctoring it up and making it your own. Hmm. Okay, so you mentioned um, gangster grip, and this mm-hmm. is all sort of related. And we've sort of touched on it before. We sort of made a, a funny comment that you are a girl. Gangster yeah. grip has Sheila, Sheila um, has like you know the big booty sticker on it, and there's a bit of sexism in the sport. And yeah, there, there is, there is, yeah. But does that? I mean, does that affect you, or you just like let it go? Or um, 
I, I know, I know the the crew that you're talking about. <laughs> um, the, the, they're they're cool with me, so I really don't mind them. But I think it's more so just it's not more sexism with them; it's more yeah. respect. You know, you know, re- respect is earned, and I think I've I've earned my respect within, you know, the industry. Oh, yeah, with absolutely a few have certain, deserved it. Yeah, with a, it. with a few certain people, but you know, there is times where I go to a new race and people who don't know me, they think it's all hype, and they really don't. They really <laughs> underestimate me. So, you know. Do yeah. you like that? Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, because you know, I feel like they don't believe the hype because you know I have different gender you know different so what what is uh, have you heard of any like laughable excuses of why you're in the top 10 uh, i haven't made the top 10 yet oh uh, i did at killington but that no one laughed at that because they all saw with their own eyes that i made the top 10 by myself with clean runs with everyone uh, having uh, clean runs but, but um, you're in the idf you're in what well, that's what i meant in the top 10 like ranking in on the idf um no, I didn't get any laughs, but I I could tell there was probably a few people who felt that I got it within the top ten because of you know attendance being down. Um, I can definitely get that vibe. Um, also, because you know sponsors didn't really like seem to care either uh, that I made top ten. So that's why I kind of got that feeling that oh, okay maybe like they feel that I got top ten because not a lot of other riders showed up. To is that events. why winning an open is so important? Oh yes, oh yes. Um, you know, I, I've I've been through. Do you think it would change anything? Probably not. Unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but we'll you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but it'll, it'll change it'll change me for sure. I'll you know I'll be stoked as heck, and then you know I'll have that way to rub it in the faces of people who said I never could or people who've never believed in me. Cause that's that's what really motivates me is just like showing the people who said no and who said I could can never do it. Just like rubbing it in their face and being like see i did it haha <laughs> so yeah that's and uh so how far into your study are you your when how long have you been studying for like two years uh this um, yes two years i'm starting my third year two years mm-hmm. so two years takes us to 2014 Yep, so I started you are, the year you, 2014 in the fall. Yeah. Okay. So, did that influence your decision on your study? Do you think, like, okay, I'm I'm good at this racing. I'm going to do even better at it. Maybe marketing because you're doing marketing, right? Yeah, because I originally planned on going to school for art, uh, specifically graphic design. Okay. Um. But my mom helped convince me to not go into art because she went into the art field. Uh, she went to school for, I believe, interior design, and she really didn't couldn't do much with her degree because you know you don't with at least with a business degree in marketing you you can get a job in also other fields. Mm. You know you can get a job possibly within business management or you know possibly within entrepreneurship because mm. you know a business degree is very versatile. Art degree not so much, and you know also the. You know, there's a lot of professionals within the art industry, so it's very saturated market, and also, you know, it's very competitive. And I th- business is competitive, but you know, it's also a very useful degree. People are always looking for businesses, business majors. So I think you know that helps sway the option. And then also, you know, marketing involves a creative aspect that also art has. And I think I'm a very creative person. I like to think of myself as so. You know, I think that marketing definitely that's what pushed me towards marketing as well. And do you think did 
do you think it's going to obviously I mean you've got a pro board you're thinking about that marketing aspect aspect yeah. already aren't you yeah I am <laughs> always yeah <laughs> so um what about um let let's go back to like starting out starting out yeah starting out so do you have any like uh advice or any words for like say girls or women getting into downhill like what what are some of the things that you've learned like Um, just starting out like just getting into it that really like i mean did you make any mistakes or did you think you made in like wise decisions you know uh, everyone makes mistakes um and i it obviously wasn't a perfect road uh, to where i am now um into you know how i've progressed you know but um I think honestly, like, what I've learned is that I honestly, with me, I could win as many women's races as I want, but I feel like my sponsors still don't care. What they care about is open, as open as everyone. You know, there's mm. the, the racing abilities higher, everything. So, um, I say advice to them is, is aim high. Aim high. You want to aim high, not low. And I think that's one of the reasons. I think that's what separates me from a lot of the women is that my mentality. Like, I've I've seen, I've been through those experiences. I've been heartbroken. I've been told no. I've been, like, shut down. And that's what really drives me, and that's why I, I aim high and open because I, I know no one cares about my placing in women, and now it's expected, obviously, because mm. I've won so many times. So yeah. it's really, like, eh, to me. So eh, that's why I want to win open. You know, cause just because I feel like then my sponsors may, like, stop overlooking me. Yeah. You know, and people may actually care then. So, that's that's how I feel. <laughs> no, I think that's good. But do you choose the sponsor? Or does the sponsor choose you? Um. Like, I mean, do you think about... It's a little bit of both. So, I mean, you've just had a big board change. So, yeah. how do you go? how do you go about that? Do you get the new sponsor before the old sponsor, or um, do you like just feel people out, or do you think, oh, that's a nice board? It's it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, I really don't like to commit to something unless I've tried the equipment. Okay. And IXO did like send me a board while yeah. I was in Europe. You know, I, w- I wasn't expecting to be on the team. You know, if if I was expecting to ride it, be really impressed, and then hang it on a wall because yeah. I have a board collection at home of like over thirty boards. <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, and then, like, you know, I, I honestly, I thought the whole thing was a joke, that Michael English was setting me up, but then once I talked to the guy, he was very serious, he was willing to do anything to get me on the team, so I was like, okay, wow. So, you know, that's kind of how it is, you know, you just, I, I really think it's a little bit of both, like, you know, you do choose the sponsor to some extent, but also it all depends on what the sponsor offers you back, because sponsorship is a two-way street. It's not yeah, a yeah. one-way street yep. where they do everything for you and you don't do anything for yep. them, or you do everything for them and they don't do anything for you. You know, it, it's a two-way street, not a one-way, for sure. Have we missed any other sponsors? Shirts, shoes? Uh, daddies, my board. My oh, board daddies! Yeah. Daddies, yeah. You're wearing the daddy's shirt. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how'd that come about? Um, I've, I've known uh, the guy who does it, uh, Eric, my buddy Eric. I've known him for a while. Okay. Uh, met him through another sponsor, uh, Hogwash, which is like an odor deodorizer I used to ride for. And I met him through that, and then apparently he got a job at Daddy's, and then he hit me up 
at the end of 2015. He's like, yo, you want to ride for Dyes? I was like, yeah, sure, man, let's do it. So that's, that's kind of how that happened, just casual like that. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's nice. And are there any uh, sponsors that you would like? Shoes? Ugh. Nutrition sponsors would be A great. nutrition sponsor? I, I spend so much money on supplements. Like, really? So much money. Yeah. Yeah. You should you should see my pantry at home. It's, it's just full of supplements. It drives my mom crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it drives her crazy. She's cause She just opens it because, what's all these supplements doing in here? It's like, yeah, is, I have nowhere else to put them. So, yeah. A, a nutrition sponsor would be ideal. Like, just so I can get like free like protein powders and pre-workouts and BCAs would be lovely. That would be great. <laughs> oh, any sponsors? Uh, G-Form as well. G-Form. Oh, G-Form. Yeah. 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 That's a neat product. Yeah, I, I like my G forms. They're really ergonomic. If they do you wear them well. under the leathers? Yes, yes. Oh, I wear you do. my crash shorts under the leathers. Yes, right. it's good. Yeah. Okay. No knees. I used to ride my knees, but um, if it was just too much, you know, I felt like it uh, didn't really affect my tuck that well because I had too much padding on my knees with force, yeah, yeah. which forced yep. my stance back. Okay, right. So I did, I had to take that out. Yeah. So. Yeah, unfortunately. So I get a little less protection in the knees. So going back to the supplements, um, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. where at Emily, maybe we should drug test her. What do you think about stuff like that? <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> you, won't, you won't find anything wrong with me. And we, if we drug test me, we got to drug test everyone. So you have more of a chance finding drugs in someone else's system than you do me. I am perfectly clean. And if you think protein powder is a steroid, then you're nuts. <laughs> you know, so... Um, no, go ahead and drug test me. I don't care. I'm 100% clean. No steroids here. No any drugs. I've been clean all my life. So, yeah. Go ahead and drug test me. I don't care. <laughs> so there are limits. Oh, yeah, of course. I See, I feel like if I take drugs, I'm cheating myself. I don't feel like I'm... Okay, even if yeah. I win, I don't feel like it's a win because I'm cheating. Yeah. And it's not fair to me, and it's not fair to my competitors. Yeah. I'd like to be fair across the board. And I hope my competitors do the same, but obviously not. So, it's all about being clean. Hmm. The best thing you've bought under $100 that's improved your skating or something like that? Something cheap. Is there something like that you've bought that you think is just, you know, helps you downhill? Like, I don't know, washers or anything like that? Is there anything like that? No, not really related to skateboarding. Not really. (laughs) I buy a lot of vitamins. I've, I've done a lot of reading and everything else. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, you read into that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm big into nutrition and health and okay. fitness. I love reading about it. I've read a lot of diet books and everything else. I love ma- reading magazines, recipes, and everything else. I love it. It's great. Do you think you've got a, a long way to improve there? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've I've been doing this for the last five years, and I, I'm still, like, finding out new things and still toning it in. You know, I've been working out for the last five years, and only till like, this year have I really figured it out. Like, kind of figured it out. There's still a lot of things I need to figure out, and yeah. also, like, discipline and willpower need to be uh, dialed in as well. But, um... So what's... What are Emily's... Uh, what are your weaknesses? Chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Chocolate and sugar. Oh, man. Thankfully, I got the new allergies, the eggs and the gluten. That helped me lose a bit of weight and slim down in the off-season. But, oh, man, chocolate for sure. Chocolate all the way. But is that yeah. what you want to slim down? It just yeah, just slim down, just get more cut. Really, I 
you know, I've, I've learned real fast with bodybuilding that, you know, on the scale, it's just a number. It's about how you look in the mirror. So just slimming down, getting more cut, putting more muscle on the body is ideal for me, yeah. So when you say slimming down, not like losing weight, just like yeah, getting cutting. getting lean. Yeah, I getting do. lean. Like when I because I mean we we talked about light skaters and yeah. heavy skaters sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, do you think getting lighter would like not be as a competitive advantage? Do you think about stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so because I've seen it with a few of my friends. Like they 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 were pretty big and then they slimmed down and then they mentioned like, oh, wow, I've you know I feel like I have a lot less momentum now through this straight or this corner. It's like oh. Okay, well, don't don't lose weight, Emily. Like, stay even, or just put on like leaner mass. So, yeah. But you know, I've I've measured my body fat percentage not too long ago. I'm at 18, which is pretty good, ideal for a woman. That's about like athletic range. Um, you know, guys do have 10. You know, girl guys have 10 percent less more body fat than women. So if I was a guy, I'd have 8 percent. I'm stoked with that. <laughs> um, you know, ideally, I want to get down to 12 percent. That's about like. Um, like super lean for women that's about what you know the professional bodybuilders do in the like the ifbb so that's ideally where i want to be i want to be super lean and have like zero fat on my body nothing to tie me down just all good weight that i need to go fast yeah good stuff and is this all and this is going somewhere is this all about being competitive or is there also a aspect of, um, say, uh, media or social or cultural expectations of women? No, not necessarily. Because, um, you know, people look at me, they think, you know, like you know, they they don't they don't think I weigh as much as I do. It's not necessarily all media expectations. It's all about feeling good as well. You yeah. know, it's all about being healthy, not skinny. Um, I'm any. I'm far from skinny. <laughs> I, I've I've got big arms. I got big legs. You know, I'm far from skinny. Um, but it's all about being healthy and just feeling good, honestly. And any competitive, yes. But I've realized more. You know, if it's good to feel good and be healthy, if anything, you know, that's that's what I like. You know, health and fitness. Is, it's a passion as well as skateboarding. And uh, what about women on tour? The uh, the other girls that are racing and so forth. What's the camaraderie like regarding that? Is there is there like like uh, I mean, are you too fast? Uh, like know. as in like I mean, there's I don't know. It seems like the, I mean the women's dropped off a little bit. Yeah, it did. Um, and I mean, I know that some of the guys. There's a tight crew. Do you yeah. think that you're, like, tighter with the guys than you are with the girls? I, I definitely, suppose I'm saying. I definitely think so. Um, you know, I've been stabbed in the back by a few girls in the past. Um, okay. And that kind of turned me off from, you know, getting real close to girls because, you know, I've been stabbed in the back. Yep. So I kind of feel like, if anything, like, I, you know, there's a few girls There's a few girls who, you know, they have resentment for me. Or they, they like, they're nice to my face, but they want to stab me in the back you know i also feel that's all that's like the job description of being on the top so you know i i I don't know you know i just i try to keep my distance because you know i don't want to freaking make a friend and then have my you know backstab you know there are a few girls who i'm really tight with i super duper i trust them and i know they trust me and those are the you know it's easy to tell who those people are and it's also easy to tell who the backstabbers are yeah you know so it's all about you know just 
reading and you know feeling emotions out but I definitely do feel like I'm tighter with the guys than the girls you know there's a there's a like maybe like five girls who I'm super tight with who I'm really good friends with and then but there's a bunch of guys who I'm also super tight with and really good friends with so definitely think I get along better with the guys for sure yeah yeah and I mean there's this whole I mean like the whole uh you know the whole cute girl like uh skateboarding sort of scenes uh, sort of <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I mean like I suppose it doesn't it doesn't relate to downhill and so forth but it, you know, it, does, it though. does it does it does I mean you know I I hate the fact that um you know I know it is true to some extent um that a lot of girls do get sponsorships just because you know sex sells you know yeah. they use their body yeah. to sell themselves and I absolutely detest that I despise it to the you know the 10th degree because I've, I've been there I've done that you know, like I, I never used my body to sell, but I've I've dealt with it when it came to getting sponsors, and, you know. And then you know, my one of my friends told me, who I used to see at events all the time on the East Coast, but she she sort of dropped off. She told me she's like, you need to be so good they can't ignore you, and you know, I've because I you know I didn't really have the best body when I first started out. You know, I didn't wasn't really into s- sex selling, so you know, I just I worked hard. I did what I had to do. I rolled with the punches, counter punches, and, you know, that's kind of where I got today because, you know, I I think I have a lot more respect than a lot of other women because I don't use my body to sell myself. Mm. I use my talent and I use my skill. And, yeah, it takes a while to get to where you want to be, but it, I tell you, it's, it's very rewarding when it happens because you're not cheating yourself and you're not putting out this bad image of yourself as yeah, well, yeah. fake image, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Your helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my little Joker paint job. Yeah. <laughs> Who did that? Did you do that? No, no, I don't. Oh, have that. I, don't well, have I just suddenly. No, that's right. There was an arts degree. It wasn't actually art. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, my sister's father-in-law, John Gregor, uh, did it. He's he's a professional artist. He he actually he does uh, so sandblasting with tomb zones. So did you like? Did you have input into that or? Um, yeah, um, I kind of just wanted, like, the Joker, just just because I thought it'd look cool and no one else had it. I, originally, it was going to be the Predator from, like, you know, the Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, get to the chopper, <laughs> you know, um, originally it was going to do that because that's, like, my favorite movie, that's, like, my favorite, like, that movie. that's, like, my favorite character, yeah. like, in, but, you know, it kind of... Which one? Predator. Predator's my favorite character. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan because, you know, I'm into bodybuilding and, like... I've, Why do you I've like watched, the Predator? I, I don't know. I just because just it's badass. Do you know. like other baddies? Is the Predator a baddie to you or a goodie? A baddie, yeah. Is it a baddie? baddie. It's, so you it's like badass. the baddie? Yeah. Not, Is that like you? It, it all depends on like, the situation. Are there other baddies and, you love? Yeah. Do you go for the baddie in like a... I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It all depends on the situation and how, how they, you know... I, I don't know, but like I said, you know, I'm a huge Ron Schwarzenegger fan. Like, I watch Pumping Iron ritually because I think it's very motivating. But, you know, it's... I don't know. I just... I like cool things. I thought the Predator was cool. But, you know, too too detailed, so I went with the Joker. You know, so I could slap sponsor stickers on there without sacrificing the paint job, necessarily. So, yeah. yeah. And what's the helmet? Uh, I'm riding a Reesh... uh, Rosemary, now. Yeah, I've finally obtained my dream Aerolid, and, you know, <laughs> Stefan hooked it up with a good price, so, you know, I 
I jumped on it because I've been dreaming of that helmet for a while. Yeah. So I'm glad to have it in my possession. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's good. The predator would have been good. It's yeah. Sort of like a predator when you're going down the hill, and I think about it because he sort of he's sort of the predator is in sort of a suit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's got that big head. It would have been cool, but I would have went with the paint job without the mask, though. The predator. Like, oh, with the, yeah, with the yeah, teeth. yeah, yeah. The teeth. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. like bitching, you know. Yeah. That's it could be peeled out, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I, I would think more like teeth at like the jaw of the oh, helmet, okay, right, and yeah. then like you know the the dreads that the predator has yeah. on the back, but. You know, that's the Joker is kind of what I went with, and I kind of have to stick with it because it's kind of what like people recognize me with. Yeah. So, not necessarily the black with the red stripe on the torso with the leather, but the Joker paint job. So that's yeah. kind of what I got to stick with. Yeah. So. And did your tuck change when you got that helmet? Yeah, I had to change my tuck. Yeah, um, a little bit, do a little tweak because you know, Aerolids, you know, you. you the you have to fit your tuck with the aerolid. You don't, the aerolid doesn't fit your tuck. You have to your you have to fit your tuck with the aerolid. It's you know you you conform to the aerolid. How long did that take? Uh, not very long because I, I played around with a Adam Parsons helmet. I tried his on at Kazakov a few times and also took a run with it at top speed and like it fit me like a glove. So I just told Stefan like that helmet and he's like, well I don't necessarily have that helmet. But I have this one. I was like, yeah, whatever's close, man. Just, you know, g- give me the helmet because I want it. So, yeah, that's that's just kind of how it worked out, yeah. So, you know, I, I just conformed to the aerolid. There, there, is there anything else that can be aero? I suppose you've got your leathers. Spelly, I mean, really. people people been farting around with a speed suit and weight. Um, I think... Did you see the... Um, did you see the... Uh, one of the competitors up there had like a... Almost the like latex a, speed suit. The latex, yep, yeah. Yep. That's what my, you're talking my about. My homie, Daniel Engel, uh, wrote a latex speed suit in his quality run. Um, yeah, it probably works to some extent in qualification, but uh, that stuff don't work in racing. Because if you get your ass drafted, you know, the people are going to pass you. What good is it? You know, yeah. when you're by yourself, yeah. You know, just not in racing. Um, you know, I'll probably be playing around with weight, too. Um, you know, talking to Max Caps getting ideas off of him so probably playing around with weight it sucks though because you know i put on a bit of weight in the off season to compensate and give myself a bit of momentum uh but i got a lighter board so oh yeah yeah so oh yeah i gotta i gotta get uh weights lead weights and and you got smaller trucks around with it yeah yeah so you know how do you stop speed wobbles Like I mean, you've got loose trucks, small trucks, I don't small really, board. Like if I get speed wobbles, it's not like a like a the big death wobbles. It's just speed wobble, like done, reset weight done, yeah. And then at the top, then I'll fix my setup to prevent those speed wobbles. Because when you get speed wobbles, you lose speed. Yeah. So you know, I'll fix it to prevent like the little speed wobbles. But I haven't gotten death wobbles since I started skating. So you know, the Ronins like they're solid. So I'm glad for them. Okay. And which ones are they? Uh, the Pro Lights. I'm riding Pro Lights. 144, 134. Yeah. And do you free ride on the same setup as you downhill? Uh, not really. I do free ride 150 casts. I, I've, it's do you have weird. a different I've, board for free ride? Um, I, I haven't. Like, I mean, it's just, I'm not like, you know, you're going out there and I, playing since around. Since I left so. Moonshine, like, I haven't found a good free ride setup because I don't. 
you know, the concave on the board I'm riding now, the SK06 IXO, it's, there's not enough a concave for me to know where my feet are. So, um, yeah, I, I'm waiting for my pro model board so I'm able to set up a free ride setup for sure. But I do ride 150 casts. I feel more comfortable free riding on narrow trucks for some reason. I think, again, it has to do with my stance. But it's weird because when I free ride, I have a much wider stance. Way wide. Like, it's super wide. And when I snowboard, too, my stance is all the way out. So it's weird. Like, downhill, super tight, and then everything else, super wide. I don't, I don't understand. So what sort works. of snowboarding do you do? Um, I, I used to actually teach snowboarding and skiing as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I do both skiing and snowboarding. Um, I haven't done it in two years, though, because, you know... Have you done anything like... Uh, snowboard cross or anything like that? I would love to do uh, ski cross, actually. Ski cross? Because skiing was the first discipline I learned, and I feel like skiing translates more into downhill, because when you turn, your feet are in a downhill stance, you know, like, just behind one another, so... I don't know, I feel more comfortable going fast on skis than I do a snowboard, so... If anything, I do ski cross, but I haven't done it, unfortunately, so... Maybe. I I've, I did want to pursue downhill ski racing, actually, but my parents uh, wanted no part of that. So, yeah. It's Are they happy with the downhill skating? It's funny, though, because they didn't want me to get into ski racing because it cost too much money, and... I think they the the downhill skating costs too much money, so I don't understand their logic. <laughs> but I kind of tricked them into letting me do downhill skating, so that's kind of my fault. <laughs> but um, it, it paid off because you know I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a competitor, so it's good to have you know my competitive energy to translate something into. It's good. Yeah. And any other types of skating you do? Nah, just downhill. That's it. Just downhill. I, I I like street skating. It's cool. It's fun to watch, but I I can't do that stuff to save my life. I can't. You know, I just I I don't know. How, I know how to kick flip. I just can't land a kick flip. You know. Yep. It's it's hard, man. It's hard. I have a lot of respect for those guys for sure. Yeah. Uh, what what else have you tried to change? What about something like shoes? Do you try different types of shoes? Yeah, I, I did for a while, and then you know, shoes. It's all about feeling the board. But then mm. once I came across the foot brake soles, like I do ride a topic foot brake soles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like those guys. Yeah, they're, they're total money soles. Um, yeah. And do you do their washers as well? Yeah, yeah, they're washers. Yeah, totally. They're what washers do you ones. use? Uh, the precision ones, I use a flat washer in the front and yep. then a cupped one in the back. But I don't use the precision cupped because I feel it's a bit more restrictive than a non-precision. So I use a, just oh. a regular cupped in the back. Just a regular cup? Yep, just a regular Ronin cup. So that's uh, roadside? Uh, Yeah, I don't use any uh, washer boardside. Okay. Yeah, it's all flat. And is that just like what you decided or did Fred say, hey? No, no, it's what I decided. You can ride Ronin's without a a washer on the boardside. If you throw a washer in there, uh, it it actually stiffens up the Ronin's a bit. So, you know, you could, there's multiple combinations you can do before you actually have to go up in bushing size to restrict the movement of the truck. So that's kind of what I've been utilizing, just playing with washers. If, if you know, if I need a bit of stiffness, all right, toss a washer in there, you know, just before going up, at, going to the extreme and moving up a bushing duro. So, so on race day, or mm-hmm. some race weekend, mm-hmm. you, what, just bushing changes and maybe washer changes do um, you think? very rarely do I change bushings sometimes washer changes but um, really it's just at this point it's come to just changing the narrowness of my trucks for the race course you but do that on race weekend? 
I did it. I did it in Newton's. Not, not today, but I did it during practice. I took one run on. Uh, I was running 125 and 124 in the back and 134 in the front, and I was getting a bit of a speed wobbles entering corners uh, with the 125 because I think the movement was too quick. So then I went with the 134, and uh, that really dampened it. So I didn't really get speed wobbles when transitioning. So how turns. did you know it was the truck and like not the bushing? Oh, because uh, I've, I've, you know, I've played with it in the past, so I, I just, I just knew it was definitely the. You width. could just feel it. Yeah, because you know, I've, I've, ri- I've been riding that same bushing setup for like the last year. I knew it was not my bushings. I knew it was the width, so I just tossed out the width. You know, went up ten mils. It was fine. It was good. I can see that you're experimenting with stuff. You're mm-hmm. trying to improve. What about things like? cleaning your bearings and so forth would you do that during the during like race weekend or do you, do you do stuff like that or do you just put um, in new bearings or i used to i, used I mean to play are, around. are you like you know like say a race car gets like surfs and tuned and so forth mm-hmm. you know come in for your pit lap and all that sort of yeah. stuff do you think about stuff like that um yeah i used to actually clean my bearings every night before a race but then i like stopped because I realized it didn't really help me that much. You know, I just okay. toss some oil in there, and now since I ride for Hondor, you know, I could I can get new bearings. But, you know, I do also still take care of my bearings from time to time. You know, if they're seized up, then, you know, I'll clean them out, soak them in oil, get them running again. But, yeah, I, I do, you know, bearings do matter if, if they spin or not. So, you know, that's always an issue. You know, bearings do, you know, although so minuscule, they do matter in a race for sure. And how long do wheels last? <laughs> what did you go through this it, weekend? It all depends on the race and if you take good lines or bad lines. But here at Newton's, um, you knew if you took bad lines because your wheels would be fuzzy at the end of the run. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I went through about, I want to say, eight sets. What? Yeah, yeah. Eight sets. Ma- maybe, no, maybe not. Because I went through one set practice, uh, two sets. Okay, so how do you know you've... So, yeah, maybe like six sets, yeah. How do you know that a set of wheels are done? Well, um, well race day, they're done after every run. Just because, you know, I, it's all mentality as well with race, with fresh wheels. So I want fresh wheels for every run because I, don't, I want, don't want any regrets. So um, fresh wheels for every run. But, but like um, Michael Jordan used to love new shoes that yeah. new shoe feeling yeah i ab- want that every day yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> so you know no no regrets so i make sure everything is fresh prime for racing so new new set of wheels every heat and do you think that um, makes a difference like i don't physically? know um i like, guess i, I mean guess? i don't really know I, for no. for sliding courses yes for grip courses maybe mm. maybe that you know what happens know. to the old wheels uh, I throw them in my bag, bring them home, uh, slide them, and then I send them to uh, Jan with Harfang to repurpose. Or you know, I, I sell a set of scrubs, or stoke out a kid, or stoke oh. out someone who doesn't have a wheel sponsor. You know, it's all. You know, I, I used to give out wheels a lot, but then once I kept seeing them on the longboard black market, I was like, no, no more, no more. <laughs> I, you know, because you. Know, so yeah, I just do that. Take them home play around with them then i send them to yawn to repurpose make some roman candle wheels the sparky ones or just rain wheels and you know he's happy to do it you know he hooks it up good so yeah you're lined up at it in a heat so it's a race race weekend race day you line up in a heat i mean do you look across and go eh, he's got scrubbed wheels no 
No, I, not at all. I, I learned to never underestimate your competition. Never underestimate. Never underestimate your competition because I've seen that with people who race against me. They underestimate me, and then I, blo- you know, then I beat them. Yeah, yeah. So I'd never underestimate anyone. Anyone can win. You know, you can make a mistake. They can pass you. Anything can happen. Anything really can. So you know, just when I line up at the start line, I just think about what I do, what I train, instinct, and just let muscle memory kick in. Do you meditate? No, not really. But meditation is going to the gym. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, just my sweat session, me me and the weights, and that's pretty much it, yeah. Do you do uh, yoga? No, no. no. I just what I do is... But, like, what about, like, I mean, you said your tuck's really important. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, is something like uh, yoga could help with that? Um... I mean, I don't do yoga myself. I can't really but say. I just, I, but when I have done it, I'm like just, you know. There's only so many things I can say, uh, you know, before giving everything away. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, flexibility does matter in every sport. Yeah. Just leave it at that. It matters. Flexibility is, you know, matters with being an athlete. And, con, you know, contrary to what people think, skateboarders and downhill skaters are athletes. Yeah. So, it, Flexibility is key because it also helps prevent injury. You know, you when you when you smash the bales, you know if your muscles are tight and they're not able to flex and move as, as they should in different ways, then yeah, you're going to get injured. Yeah. So flexibility also helps with injury as well. Yeah. So it's also something good to think about. Yeah. Do you drink? Uh, are no. you allowed to drink? You can drink in Australia. I can, you know but I, I didn't. I, I haven't drank in Australia yet. I, I, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I didn't go to the pub tonight. I just, I'm not into that. Um, yeah, I, I did it. I went went out with uh, the crew in Europe and had a few drinks. And uh, honestly, since I have the gluten allergy now, since I'm a little sensitive to gluten, I, I, there's only so much liquor you can drink. So mm. a lot of stuff has wheat in it. So I just stay away from it. Hmm. So my stomach doesn't uh, hate me the next day. So. And uh, are you super superstitious? No, no. You don't have any lucky socks. No. You don't have a routine on race day. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. No, just make no sure. No lucky shoelaces. No, just make sure. I you take... don't feel like you have to put one foot on. No. Hey, do you do no. something? You just don't even know it. Maybe, 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 possibly, but I, I'm not. I'm not. But sometimes, you know how uh, I do. I'll do anything different any day, <laughs> you know. But you know how, like, say a tennis player. I watched the the Australian Open. I was watching the tennis players, and they have a certain thing they do before they serve. You know what I mean? It's almost like they're getting their their muscle memory in line or whatever to hit the ball. Like, do you, do you think? that sort of thing goes on in on the start line you know this is oh. my routine what i do okay
Okay, here we are. Emily Pross, part two. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, superstition. Oh, were we? Yeah. That was a bit weird. Yeah, we were talking about like... Oh, yeah, that like people were on the starlight. Yeah. I noticed a few people were doing that. Yeah, um, I, I don't do anything like that. I just get on the start line and just think about what I got to do yeah. about it. Yeah, because, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. I do know a few people, um, they'll try to intimidate me and do things like, you know, bang their feet on the ground or like bang the, you know, throw their board on the ground or like clap or something. It's like, you can't get in my head. Like I've, I've worked, I've tried the strength of my mind to the point where like only I can get in my head and Sometimes I get in my head too much and it doesn't help me, but, you know, I try to do it so that only I can get in my head. So that's, you know, I just find it funny. I can tell it's really easy to tell when someone's trying to intimidate me and I find it hilarious. (laughs) I really do. I find it hilarious. Do you get, do you get scared? No. No? No, no, I don't get scared. No, I just. Not, not even the, the, the big sweeper in Kosakov or anything like that? No, I mean, yeah, I get scared of roads, not scared of people um, when it comes to racing. Uh, there are a few roads that, you know, that, that scare me because I don't want to get hurt, you know, especially if I'm in a foreign country, you know, there's always that, like, oh, American insurance, great, you know. Ha- have you broken any bones? Uh, um, I've broken my wrist, yeah, skateboarding, but I, I had a race uh, the next weekend, so I just... I told the uh, orthopedist, yeah, can you just make the cast a bit thinner so I can fit under my suit? So I just, it fit under my suit, then I taped my suit because I couldn't zip it, and then it was all fine. So yeah, I I broke my wrist, but it's fine. You know, I just skate with it, it's fine. And I actually think using it helped the healing process because an eight-week injury only took three weeks. So I was, I, the doctor was like flabbergasted that that happened. I was like, yeah, man, like I think using the bone when it's broken helps but he 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 didn't listen to me he's the doctor so he shouldn't so (laughs) if you had a big injury do you think that would stop you like i mean not stop you skating but i mean go uh, maybe i shouldn't do this anymore i don't think so you don't think so no um my parents would definitely hound me but I, i don't think it'd stop me um if i did have a big injury and I needed to go to, like, physical therapy for mm. quite a few months, like a torn ACL or something, I would flip out. I would go crazy. Because um, I, I can't stand sitting down. i got to move around, do stuff. You know, i I got to have physical activity or else I'd go insane. So I I don't know what I'd do if that happens. So hopefully I don't have to cross that bridge, and hopefully I'll never come to it. So, you know, whew, I hope that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> do you get nervous? I mean, like, nervous like... Um like butterflies or like, you know, adrenaline or that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Is that something they have to like worry about or control? Um, it, it depends. Um, I can always tell when the adrenaline's about to kick in cause I get like a certain feeling in my stomach and it's like, okay, okay, it's going to happen. So, you know, I just, there's always like, I've, I've been in the situation where the adrenaline, the instincts kick on and then I know when it's going to kick on and I, I know not to fight it. Just let it be, because that's it's the good it's the good adrenaline. It's what you need. Yeah. So I, it does it does definitely like happen though for sure. It really does. How long does a board last? Oh, um, I don't know. IXOs are supposed to be total bomb proof, so I'm, I'm hoping this probably lasts me a lifetime. But uh, I used to go through boards though when I started uh, learning uh, quite often, because you know I always wanted to try different concaves because I was curious. Trucks? Do trucks wear out? Um, I'm, I'm casts, yes. 
cast, yes. And I, th- I guess if, if you bend them, yeah. But, I mean, I've been riding the set of trucks I have now for the last year and a half, and they're still going strong. Would you ever just change them? As in, like, oh, I feel like I need new ones? Or do you, like, go, oh, I like these ones? You know what I mean? There's nothing really wrong with them. I mean, if Fred gave me a new color and they were a 144, 134 spaceable, yeah, I wouldn't mind changing. But right now, that's all I have right there. That's that's my ideal width and that's the only set I have. So, yeah, I'm sticking with what I got. What, what color? Uh, right now, they're... No, no, no. What color do you want? Oof. Red or black or, like, pink and gold would be ideal. It'd be sick. Yeah, pink and gold or red and black. Are you a pink girl, though? A pink what? A pink girl, like a girl that likes pink. I don't mind it. Don't mind it? I don't mind it, yeah. I mean, no, I don't care. I can wear pink, no problem. It don't bother me. Pink trucks look cool, though. I think they are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a color you don't see every day. Yeah, yeah. Especially on precisions, you know, so it works out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else, do you think you could um, design a wheel? I think I could. Um, we've been, been taught, Louie and I have been, like, exchanging uh, words about designing a wheel, so hopefully yeah. that could happen with Rad, get, like, an influence wheel. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. What, how would you, would you make it, like, narrower, or would you make it smaller, or would you make it, you know what I mean? Ideally, I'd want, like, a wider race wheel. Um, wider race wheel? Yeah, um... Just because, you know, because I'm lighter, I think I have more roll speed in the wheel. A bigger, wider wheel would be ideal just for more roll speed. Do you think one of your advantages is you have narrower trucks, you have a smaller board, you're sort of like a little bit more zippier that you can get in and out of trouble quicker? I mean, I guess, uh, but, you know, honestly, you can do that with any truck, you know, just depending on the setup. Um but I, you know, I just I like narrow trucks just because I feel like you know it just matches my riding style the best. What are your favorite hills? Competition hills. Say for 2016, which which races did you enjoy the most? Uh, Kazakov and Killington, and also K and K. So I guess the three Ks. But K and K wasn't a race, but yeah, I enjoyed that too. <laughs> and why do you like Kazakov? Just because it's got a little bit of everything. It's got you know straights and uh, cornering. It's long though, is it? Oh, yeah, it's long. It's long. That's what I like. I like the longer courses because then it gives me more time to, you know, make a move. And, yeah. <laughs> leg burn? Ah, leg burn don't really bother me. Mary Hill's the only place I've felt leg burn. And, oh, yeah, you feel it. And GMR, too. It's all, it's all those gripping and leaning courses you really feel the leg burn. I've tried to, like, hone in my legs so that I really don't feel it as much. But you do feel it on courses like Mary Hill where you experience, like, the Gs when you lean. So, yeah. <laughs> Any hills you'd like to race on? Um, hmm. Do you think? <sighs> what do you think? I mean, okay, I, okay. how about this on one? On <laughs> 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 uh, that happened. Yeah, there you go. Um, what about, I mean, golfers design golf courses, right? Yeah, I guess Could so, you yeah. design a hill? Yeah. Like, what would your... Well, if you had to design a hill that you think would best suit you, what would it be? It would be a, a mixture of Killington and Kazakov. You know. Okay, which parts? Um, I'd have the fast final straight, Killington, with the big sweeping left. And then I'd have the um, the uh, forest right, and then 
the of Killington where you after the right there's a small left and then you enter a small little straight. I'd have that right with an uphill section. Like in Kazakov, I'd take that left and then another straight and then probably throw another right and another straight in there and be done. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. That sounds all right. Do you ever close your eyes when you're doing downhill? Um, There is a photo with my eyes closed, but that was because it was taken when I blinked. <laughs> um, But no, I don't close my eyes. My uh, Sometimes I forget to breathe too. Like I don't think I blink when I go down the hill, honestly. Like... It doesn't feel like I blink, and it doesn't feel like I'm breathing, and when it doesn't feel like I'm breathing, that's because I really did not breathe. <laughs> 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 that happens. Yeah, i got to train myself to be better with breathing, for sure. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe not breathing's good. No, no, you got to have oxygen flowing through the body. You think so? Uh, yeah, my, one of my buddies from home bought me uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, and there's a whole section on breathing. Breathing can affect uh, your reps. I've experienced that also when I work out. Like, if you breathe with the rep, with how you throw the weight, it actually helps you lift more weight and helps you lift the weights more efficiently. So I think if I, you know, if I work on my breathing when I skate, that should help me get through corners and possibly skate more efficiently. So, yeah, I don't know. I've got to work on that. And what do you decide? So you've got the year ahead. Have you decided where you're going to travel this year? Like, or is yeah. it more? You have. Mm-hmm. And what's it based on? Oh, just the schedules, what's going on. Um, right now, Next would be my next idea for race would be uh, Silk Road. And then after that would be South Korea. But I already had South Korea planned even before the schedule came out. Cause, uh, that looks like a crazy hill. Yeah. Um, my buddy, uh, Michael Godington, uh, he, he was talking to me with the South Koreans about getting me out there for that race. And then since it's IDF, I'm definitely going to go. And also I want to do stuff with the local scene there in Korea too to help uh, spice up the downhill scene. It would be good, encourage more people to get out there and do it. Because um, I was... Uh I, I, I've had a, uh, a Korean conversation and there's there's probably more women that longboard in Korea than, like, men. Yeah, I think that's great. But also you have to take into account that the uh, longboard dancing scene is really big down there in Korea. So there's probably... But they don't see a distinction between all that. I, I, don't, I don't think they do. It's like a longboard. It's, really? Okay. I think so. That's cool. That's but, I mean, I mean, you could be, like, I mean, you're the fastest woman in the world, the world champion. I mean, I mean, this could be your country. You know, there's a lot of women downhilling, oh, like doing stuff. I mean, I know, but the you second, could almost park the scene over there as well. If, if if that's the case, and I'm like a celebrity there, and I don't even know it, if I walk off the plane in Korea and I'm greeted by paparazzi, <laughs> I'd be very, very surprised. In fact, I'd be very scared. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when I go to Korea. But I hear there's a lot more like people within the dancing scene than there is downhill. So it's all mm. about encouraging those mm. dancers to also take up going really fast down a hill. Mm. So something they probably, that's out of their comfort zone, but I think mm. it's doable to encourage for sure. Yeah. Do you have a manager? Uh huh. My own manager. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no, I don't have a manager. I can't afford a manager. <laughs> Are there, does anyone have a manager? I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I have team managers. Yeah. But that's like associated with. So what's that with what? What rad? Yeah, rad and G form. You know, I just there's all you know there's a certain person I deal with, and they they get the stuff done that needs to be done. Hmm. So with all the team and everything else, you know, they sort out budgets and also uh, social media. They handle who gets what products, how much product, all that good stuff. 
So, um, what other teams are you on? Uh, I mean, do all, all your sponsors, is there a team? Uh, IXO, yeah, it's a small team. Uh, Berkeley, I'm kind of just, you know, contract deal there. There's not really a set team. Um, and then uh, G-Form, yeah, there's a team. Uh, Daddies, yeah, there's a team. team yeah. uh, Rad, there's a team. Um, you know, there's there's a kind of a it's called a team, but it doesn't really feel like a team because in a sense, racing is is a single is a single sport. It's not a team sport. So when it all boils down to it, it's it's not really a team. It is a team, but when you're racing, it's not a team. <laughs> well, I, I saw you and Jacko's racing, and you were definitely racing individually. I mean, that was some pretty that was some pretty uh, good racing today. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. It was definitely. How did that feel taking Jacko in that heat? It felt pretty good. Um, I mean, that that was, uh, the, the, I mean, that was pretty much a perfect run. Do you, do you for think me? So? Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I wasn't was, expecting it, but uh, I, I mean, you just nailed that at the end. Yeah, I, I was. You know, I have I haven't the whole weekend. I haven't really had a chance to see how Newton's Nation really raced. So the first heat was a test. But then, of course, the wind conditions changed, so mm. I totally had to... It was, then it was, like, basically racing a totally different hill. So, you know, it, it was really interesting to see, like, how the conditions can really affect the ride. Here. Yeah. I, mean, I I really noticed the winds the, the last... Uh, yeah. It always plays such a big factor at Newton's. I always forget about the wind. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, we've, we've shred... I mean, we have shredded tents at the top. Just yeah. shredded. They just and one that almost collapsed too. Yeah, yeah I was under I that know. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the wing can just like pick up and just you know, and then there's nothing, or then there's a tailwind. So it's. I mean, that's hard to adjust, isn't it? Yeah, because so far I've been. Do you too... think about that before when you're on the line? Oh, I did today. <laughs> I made sure I watched the wind. I, I think about it more so before I on the line. That way, when I'm on the line, I can just think about the whole heat in general. But I thought about it that way because, you know, the, the final straight is what makes or breaks the whole race. So that's what I was mostly thinking about the wind for because, you know, the, if there's a tailwind at the top, it's a sidewind at the bottom, which makes it harder to pick up a draft because mm. there's more turbulent air that moves the draft away. So there's nothing. So it's all about, you know, figuring out where the wind's going to affect you where. And where do you learn all this stuff? Uh, just experience and be, you know, immersing yourself in it. That's, that's the only way. From other writers as well? Like, do you talk about stuff like that? Yeah, they, they tell you, but they don't tell you everything. Um, you know, that's, that's <laughs> Well, why. you haven't told everything. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's... <laughs> everyone's got to have their little bit of secret I, sauce. I've, I've learned everyone has their secrets. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Once, once you get to a certain level, no one wants to share anything with you. Yeah. So you got to learn it yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Could go on forever. So <laughs> let's, we might wrap it up. So where can people find you? Uh, As in like on the interwebs, what are you doing? Cause you're doing a bit of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my own social media. I do my Facebook. I also have an athlete page, but people seem to like my regular page instead. So I do that. And then I also have my Instagram and then YouTube. So what's your yeah. Instagram? Uh, Emily Longboards. Emily Longboards. Mm-hmm. And when you were doing your videoing this week, what was that for? That was for your Instagram? Yep. You were doing live videos? 
Yep. Uh, well, for Facebook, since my Facebook and my Instagram are connected when I'm live on Facebook, it also makes me live on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So pretty cool. And that's where people can find you doing on yeah. race weekends, sort of thing. Yeah. Fa- Facebook. That? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to now because you know that you got to promote the sport, and that's that seems like the best and most efficient way to do it is just through live streams like that. I'm trying to remember which mic'd up with Emily it was. Was it Kosakoff? Mic'd up It might with... have been. A lot of people said they liked that video, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what's going through your mind when you're going down a hill? I, I guess. because what you're thinking? What I do is I just... funny? I, I, being funny sometimes, but, like, I just... I just run my mouth when I'm racing because... <laughs> well, well, actually, when... When I'm going down the hill with those mic'd up runs because I'm going through the motions of racing in my head. And there's only so much you can say while on the mic while running through the motions of getting down the hill in your head. So, you know, I kind of just run my mouth and just random stuff comes out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also what my mind's thinking while I'm going down the hill. Yeah, it's like, oh, snap. Oh, okay. All right. This person did this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, just what happens. (laughs) And you're going to do more of those? Yeah, I'd like to. I actually did one with uh, uh, Yate Dog. Uh, he, I had strapped him on the mic, but uh, I sent that to Les. I haven't heard back, so I don't know what's going on with that video. I was supposed to be recruited to do more mic'd up videos for Skate Slate, but I sent that one to him. I haven't heard anything, so we'll see what happens. And do you do do you, do you have a YouTube channel? Do you do videos? Yeah, yeah, I do videos. I have I have videos on YouTube. Yeah, that I did mic'd up. Yeah, as well as just like. Raw runs as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to end it. Right. Thank you, Emily. No problem. Okay, that's the end of episode three, the interview with Emily Prost. Thank you, Emily, for taking the time to answer all those questions. Thank you, listeners, for making it all the way through this podcast. It was a long one. I hope you enjoyed the content. Let me know. You can uh, give me some feedback on Twitter. That's Hopkins Skate on Twitter or on Facebook, James Hopkin on Facebook, or just uh, send me an email. My email is on my website, hopkin.com.au. And please, like, subscribe, and the next episode, episode four, will be my Newton's Top Ten Moments. So I'm working on that one at the moment, and I should have that up on the interwebs shortly so look out for that if you've subscribed it will automatically appear in your feed that's it hop out